Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from somewhere in Florida, Joey Nochilpreno. Coming to you live from Bonita Springs, Florida, just outside of Naples, between Naples and Fort Myers. A lot of old people down there. A lot of old people. I So, stupidly, I should have rented a car. I was like, oh, well, I'll be here with Eddie. Eddie's not here for a couple of days. Um, I'm staying at a good friend of mine's parents' Florida house. And I just like Ubered here. And then this morning I was like, oh, I have to like go get breakfast. So I like Google place, you know, walkable. I'm walking through my private country club, you know, gated community. And it's just old people with dogs. I was just like, I was like, there's a 50% chance on this walk that I'm just like come across like a body laying down with like a dog licking its face. Like, come on, let's go. I mean, the amount of people I walked by that I was like, yeah, you're in your last like two dozen walks. That's kind of depressing, man. I know. I mean, like, I wasn't like wishing it upon anybody. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, you know, old people, they love to walk. Yeah. And I was walking and I was just like, man, there, there's a guy on my street. There's an old guy. I still don't know what house he lives in. He walks with a giant walking stick. Like, good for him. He's old. Yeah. But when I drive, even if he's on the other side of the road, he moves into the, like, he stops and moves into the grass, even if he's on the complete other side. And the speed limit might ever, it's 25. And most people go 20 to 25. Nobody's really speeding. Yeah. So it's so funny to me. I'm thinking, I always think, what is where like you see me coming and I go slow. I go like 15 down the street. Thinking, what is he jumping in the grass for on the other side? Of, does he think I'm just gonna veer right into him? Yeah. Old people on their walks, man. It's like I look forward to the day where that's like my day, you know. I remember I used to live when I was living in New York City, I when I used to live on 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. I used to work and I would leave in the morning and I would always see this old lady and she had like one of those, I don't know if you know those like city style, like old lady carts. It's like, kind of looks like a shopping cart, but like kind of like more up and down. Yeah. Um, she'd always be pushing it empty in the morning and then I'd come home at like, you know, like sometimes I'd leave work early or like come back from watching football on a Sunday or something like that. And at 2 PM she would be, pushing it back with stuff. And I was like, I left and I had a whole day. And all you did is get to your destination, fill your cart and walk it back here. It's your whole day. Is that, is that on repeat too? I guess so. It's like, Oh no, I forgot toilet paper. Well, I guess that's what I'll do tomorrow. I will say, and not to make this all serious, I mean, that's like my biggest fear is like being the old person with no one, no loved ones in your life. Like that's, that terrifies me. Yeah. 
That's like it's usually it's usually the women because they outlast men. True. That is true. Although you don't have a significant other, so it could could be you too. That's what I'm saying, man. But you just won't be that old. You'll just be like guy in sweats, like going for a walk, and then one day dead. Welcome to Dirty Sports, guys. We're doing it. Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I, I totally, in being down here, I've only been down here one day. I understand that life. I understand people who are like, going to Florida for the rest of my days. Oh, yeah. I understand it, too. I mean, the, the warm weather thing is real. And just living out your days in the sunshine. In, in a gated community. Where your you, tea times are always available. I mean, there's something to be said for that, right? Oh yeah. And 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 hopefully when I'm that age, I'll still be able to enjoy NFL on Sunday because we have had a wild and wacky season, especially the last few weeks. Last few weeks have been crazy. It's now we're now to the point where it's like I legit, you know, we talked about who we would have faith in winning a single playoff game who we would have faith in not winning a single play. Like at this point I have zero faith in anybody. I mean, the Derek Henry goes down. The Titans go into Los Angeles and smoke the Rams. Yeah. I don't think that anybody was, saw that was coming. like, that was uh, for sure, but that's not even, I don't even think that's top three weirdest outcomes of the week. No. But I do want to talk about that real quick. It's it's just the, the defense obviously showed up. Obviously, and NBC it just jinxed the hell out of Stafford. They're just talking so good and it about was, him. And it was those two, it was two horrible plays. Yeah. But also, you know, forget forget the two horrible plays that turned into points for the Titans, but they also just didn't score. And I tweeted it last night. I said 13. I mistyped 13 instead of 12, but like when that game was 21-6 and you're driving and you have the ball, you have like fourth and three or whatever it is. I don't care what the analytics say. You have to go for it there. You haven't scored the whole game. You're just going to, and also you're just going to, we're going to make it 12. What does 12 do? Yeah, I was confused why he didn't go for it there either. I was, that was a questionable decision by McVay. I got to tell you my least favorite play. And this seems to be something that is like a modern NFL, like go to my least favorite play in the entire world is the second and long run. And then you, so you go, you pass on first down, maybe it's incomplete second and 10 you run and your thing is like, let's get it down to third and three. Like, why? On, on third down, teams almost exclusively pass anyway. What does it matter if it's third and three or third and seven or third? Like, this this second and long run after, a, I, I think it might be the new shotgun draw for me. Especially since it often is the shotgun draw. My biggest pet peeve, and Michael Strahan talked about this a few weeks ago on the Manning cast. I, I just can't get over these receivers being a yard or half a yard short on third down. Yeah. And, and they're routes. Like, breaking that's, it early. Dude, I, just, I, I saw so many 
So many times I saw that happen yesterday. Third and six, third and eight, their yard, half a yard short. And I just say, what are you doing? You got to know where this, the great receivers know where the sticks are. That, that's, that's my pet peeve. But the Titans, they said something last night, which to me is, is the, the only stat you really need to know, which shows how good they actually are. The Titans are 6-0 and this year against playoff teams from last year. Think about that. Right. They haven't right. lost a game. Yeah. And, and to me, that's the stat. When you're undefeated, you're 7-2. You're and two, And of those seven wins, six are against playoff teams from the previous year, and you haven't lost one. And they also said this last night, and I agree. Vrabel just is underrated as a coach. He is. Yeah. I mean... I feel like the I feel like the people that matter rate him pretty solidly, but I think overall, if you ask f- football fan X, the top five coaches in the league, Vrabel probably doesn't come up. Yeah. So so right now, they're the one seed in the AFC, which is pretty crazy because. After that, you got the Ravens at six and two. Chargers right now would win the division at five and three. Bills at five and three. Raiders would get in at five and three. Steelers four and three. And the Patriots at five and four. I mean, it's really up for grabs, like you said. Are those would are those the playoff teams right now? Yeah, right now. Chiefs would be out. Browns would be out. Bengals would be out. Broncos would be out. Bengals from first to worst. The Andy Ruther. The Andy, oh, look, oh man, he just gave us the security. He gave us last stand security guard. I mean, how many times are we going to do this? Where's Randy Ruther this morning? Where is Randy? Randy Ruther came at me hard on, on Twitter because I said, sorry, the, the getting, getting beat by the Jets took away all the playing the Packers close love that I was giving you guys and Randy Ruther called me a fraud and all that. I don't I wonder where Randy Ruther is today. Well, I was looking before the show because I posted, I had highlights from the Bengals game. I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, it was just, it was just terrible. They just played terrible both sides of the ball. And I, and I put together a quick little 90 second highlight reel just to troll Bengals fans. And I see, cause I posted it on Reddit too, on the dirty sports Reddit. And somebody writes, this hurts me to my soul. I just don't get why he, as in me, has to come at the fans. Cincinnati is a great city and great people. I'm so sick of being dunked on by the national media and Cincy defectors. Can we please have a good finish to the season? LMFAO. There was only one person who did anything to him, so take it up with that account. Well, it's not, dude. It's You know what it is? My, my it's it, It's... If you listen to the show, you know this. It's the same thing every year. This is our year. It's not one fan or one person coming at me or a few. It's it's like, how many times are we going to do this? Like, again, until they win a playoff game. We're talking about a fight. How many times is this? We're talking about one playoff game. That That is how low the bar has been set for the Cincinnati Bengals. One playoff win. And and look, if you're if you're a fan, cool. Like I said, you keep rooting for them, but don't expect different results. 
And also, what is it like? I don't understand the I'm sick of getting dunked on. It's like, what? like, that's what that's what the media and talking heads and podcasts, whatever, do when you're bad. I mean, how many times have I seen the boat picture that includes literally no one on the New York football giants? The New York, no one, no one in that picture. Is it Sterling Shepard? Maybe is in that picture. Literally everyone else isn't in that picture. What does this have to do with my football team? And they're like, since this, what are you guys talking about? But that's what they do when you're bad. And, and, you know, watching that game again yesterday, my takeaway, it, it, again, it comes back to coaching. I just think Zach Taylor, he's not, he shouldn't be a head coach. In the, nothing in his resume shows he should be a head coach. And Burrow now has, here's a, here's a stat. Burrow has seven interceptions in his last five games. Yeah, I, I think Burrow's really good. I'm not taking anything away from him, but you can't turn the ball over. Like you can't throw a 99 yard telegraphed pick six and, and they just weren't prepared. You know, you get stomped at home in a division interstate rivalry. You just get stomped. The Bengals are lucky they have a bye this week. I'll say that it, it, it'll give them some time to regroup possibly, but Look at that division now. Joe, like who do we who do we like now? Now the Browns are five and four. The Bengals are five and four. Baltimore six and two. Pittsburgh's four and three heading into tonight. So every team has a winning record. I like the Ravens and the Browns. Yeah, me too. I just don't, I still don't believe in Pittsburgh. I don't care what games they win. I mean, I don't care if they win tonight against the Bears. It's like they I don't know what Pittsburgh's schedule is down the stretch, but um you know, I think they're they're obviously going to have to play a bunch of games against those division teams, and I don't. I, I think they're probably the worst of all of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, you know, and this listen, I I was I jumped on the Bengals bandwagon and I jumped off very quickly because you know, by the way, I jumped on after a loss. I jumped on. I I said I liked how they played in that. Packers game. I was like, oh, you're competing with the, you know, one of the elite teams in the NFL of the past X amount of years, not just a team having a good year against a good quarterback. You play a good game. I was like, you know, maybe they're better even in that loss than I gave them credit for, because I don't care if you have, you know, wins against shitty teams and you have, you know, losses against great teams. It's like how, like, I want to see how you are like, I need to judge the full picture. And I was like, you know what? They're better than I thought they were. And then when you lose to the jets in that game with a backup quarterback and you give up all those points and it's all, well, you know, the thing about the Bengals is their defense is good. And it's like, well, not if Mike white's going to set a passing record against you, then, then I don't care what your statistical defense says. Now I don't think you're good at all. And they come back and this is, another high scoring game by the Browns. So yeah, I mean, I still think the Bengals are better than the Steelers, but I have Ravens Browns out of them. Let's not forget. And we always talk about this on our show, that window on the rookie contract for the quarterback, you got to win within the first four to five years. You have to. Yep. Plain and simple. Because once Burrow gets paid and he's in year two, which is only year two, but when you have the talent that they do have, 
the Bengals have a very talented roster. You got to win now. And Jamar Chase is going to get paid right around the same time. So they have to make a Super Bowl push like next year. I mean, that's that, or the year after that. I mean, that's I mean, that's and how- then the and then the thing is, you know, it's a Super Bowl or bust league. But when you haven't won a playoff game in 30 years or whatever, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a playoff game or bust league. Like the, maybe this is your goal. You know, maybe you have to yeah. set a lower bar than teams like there's I'd say, you know, the Jets, the Bill, the not the Bills, sorry, the Jets, the Bengals, uh, the Lions, the Texans. You know, whatever. There's teams who are so historically bad that maybe your goal is to win a playoff game and and show people, hey, you can come and sign here. We'll make the playoffs. We'll win. We'll win a playoff game. We're, we're close. You know, because otherwise, who's going to want to go to Detroit? Who's going to want to go to Cincinnati? Yeah. Who's going to? Well, I mean, the Jets are a different story, but well. The Ravens were down double digits again. And they came back again. And the, and the Vikings just keep blowing games. I st- I st- the Ravens are six and two, but I still don't know. I don't know. I, like I watched yesterday's games and I still think if the Ravens are playing their best and the Browns are playing their best, I just think the Browns are better. Again, if, if they're playing their best, if right. the Browns do like they did yesterday, they sacked Burrow five times. Burrow was getting lit. I mean, they pulled him from the game. He was getting hit so much. If if the Browns can play that way defensively, can run the ball like they did yesterday, which then opens play action and they hit the deep threat like they did with Peoples Jones, I, I think the Browns are, might probably are overall the better team. But again, that's I think, a big. I, I agree with you. I think the Browns have a higher ceiling. Yes, but I think the Browns also have a lower floor. They look they look terrible at times, and the Ravens have had some terrible games. But I think that you you can almost. And that might essentially be the problem with the Ravens. You know, look in the last couple of years, it's like they have these great regular seasons, but what, how does that translate to come playoff time? And the bottom line is, I think that they could end up winning the division and they could end up, you know, with a home game. And yet I still probably like the Browns potential more to play longer in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I almost like the Browns' chances of winning two road games than the Ravens' chances of like winning a home road game, them winning a road home game, your road playoff game, you know? Yeah. Now let's move to the AFC West again. The other only other division in the NFL where every team has a winning record. Chargers eke out a very close win at Philly. They needed that, so they they go to five and three. The Broncos, you alluded to it earlier just stomped on the Cowboys. That game is, I mean, that was the paper, that was the paper tiger game. We've been waiting for Right. I almost, I almost demanded tug cooker appear on the show today. Not that he has, I've talked to him a lot about not that he has claimed uh, that the Cowboys are super bowl contenders, but uh, you know, we almost need a state of the Cowboys fans today. Like, that wasn't a game for one second. They got their ass beat by the Broncos. Yeah, you're right. I just kept, you know, as I'm watching this game, I keep thinking they're going to turn it around. They're going to turn around. No, they, 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 they were never 
ever in that. You know, they were down 19 to nothing after the three after three quarters. They were never yeah. in that game. It wasn't even close. So that makes me question. I was I was riding feeling pretty good about the Cowboys, but after that game, I have zero faith in them in the playoffs. Well, I had zero faith in them in them in the playoffs already, but the you know the Cowboys at this point, and I know I'm a Giants homer, and the Eagles stink, and the Redskins stink, and whatever. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you just got to be like thanking God that you got out and won some games that maybe you really shouldn't have won up to this point and that you have a three game lead because I almost think <laughs> if this, if this the hell the hell was that? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? That's gotta be from you, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I had on, I don't know. I just closed out. I had the, I was looking at the box score of that game and then somebody started laughing. That that was weird. That was like that was like some the fucking, Joker. Was that yeah. the? Jo- <laughs> sounded like the Joker. It sounded like the clown in it. <laughs> Come on, Andy. It's really nice down here. Um, Someone's a Cowboys fan. I, I, I yeah. I, what I was saying is like I almost think that if you if you see that Cowboys performance, if this if this division was any closer, if they had a two game lead right now instead of a three-game lead, I'd be worried about their playoff potential. Yeah. Again, by the way, and that means on anybody, on Philly, on the Giants, on Washington, if anybody had four wins to their six. Sure. I'd be like, oh, let's see what happens here, which is what's infuriating as a Giants fan. I mean, again, obviously, we win, We only win games when we don't fucking need to, uh, when we shouldn't. But you know, beat the Raiders, the, the chiefs, Washington, Atlanta trifecta games that are just going to haunt us the whole year. Yeah. Even if you just took two of those or one of those. Yeah. Or one, that's what I'm saying. One right now. We, if, if the phantom offsides call against Washington doesn't get called, I like our chances with, you know, another game against Dallas. So where does that leave us with the AFC West? Obviously the Raiders lose. That was a good game yesterday. Good back and forth game. Broncos really show something in my opinion to go on the road after they trade away Von Miller. Chargers didn't look exceptional at all. They just, no, honestly, I, I am I remain disappointed in the Chargers this year. Yeah, me too. I mean, the games they've lost, they lost the Dallas game, right? They lost the Patriots game. And what other loss do they have? Because they're five and three. Yeah, they've lost. Uh, let's see here. Who else did they lose to? They've lost. Dallas, Patriots. Oh, and the Raiders. And the Raiders. No, they lost to Baltimore. Baltimore. They killed the Raiders. They got smoked by the Baltimore. Right. Baltimore kicks their ass. Uh, 
that's two games I feel like they shouldn't have lost and one game that should have been closer. Like, I just don't. They, they're not showing me that they're that good at all. Well, I agree. So who I mean, wins that I hate division? to say it, but it's like Raiders. Here come the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs look so bad, Joe. They look so bad. That that game was so tough to watch yesterday. Again, Chiefs went from the most exciting, fun team to watch the last three years to I'm bored out of my mind watching this puttering offense now. I just don't know what happened. What happened to their offense? I think I think they're too cute. I mean, I know they can't run the ball, but I just think they're too fucking cute. They can't run the ball at all. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Love couldn't complete a pass yesterday. The, the, the Chiefs team of the past is winning 32 to nothing at some point in that game. They're 13 to nothing. It felt like the whole game until the very end. But now the Chiefs have the Raiders next week on Monday night in Las Vegas. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half right now, according to the ESPN page. And they're five and four. And if the, you know, they beat the Raiders, like. Look at where we're at if they beat the Raiders. So do you think the Chiefs win that division? So we're halfway through the season. What do you think? About I mean, the I kind of do. Like, I, I, I kind of want to say, like. But here's here's the the issue with that is like, yes, the Chiefs do not look good, but who looks good? No, Raiders just lost to the Giants. The Chargers play a cl- the Chargers sneak away from a game against a team that I think is the worst team in the NFC East. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know who to pick. But every week I keep thinking the Chiefs offense is going to turn it around. and They don't. And let's be honest, if Aaron Rodgers plays yesterday, they don't win that game. They just don't. Well, they don't win that game. Are we, are we even going, are we even doing that portion of the show? Is that a thing or has it been significantly covered by everybody at this point? What's that? That Aaron Rodgers, the ludicrous Aaron Rodgers interview. Well, see, I think we disagree on on a lot of those things. Yeah. We, we obviously disagree. I think he, he obviously shouldn't have lied. And I think, he's- and, I, and I just think he embarrassed himself by like doing not only lying, then, then not admitting he lied, which he did. He did lie. We all agree that, right? Yeah. hundred percent lied. And so when he says, I didn't lie, he lies again. I right? agree. I agree. So we have that. And then also just like, I mean, the the refrigerator poetry of shitty like 2021 catchphrases woke mob cancel culture like my own research like uh joe rogan like bro what are you doing what you're fire your pr agents into the sun not that you have any or else this never would have happened well Look, I, I, I agree that he lied and he's doubled down on that. And that's that none of that's good. But he also said, I watched the full thing. He also said a lot of things I agree with. Yeah, but he stumbled into some things that common sense people will agree with. But he also he also said so many reckless and wrong and misinformation. Like he's he's one of the most popular athletes in the world. He's ta- he's telling people that he's afraid of being sterile from taking the vaccine 
Why didn't he say he was afraid that uh, it was going to make him throw left-handed? There's as much proof of that as it is that it's going to sterilize people. Well, you, you, like I said, I mean, I mean, this issue is everyone. I, my problem with the whole issue on all this stuff is everyone wants to make it black and white, and it's not. And and you know, there there's certain comments he said that I truly agree with. Like when he says health is not a one size fits all for everybody, I think that's a valid comment. Yeah, and no one's saying it is though. But I think a lot of people are. And, 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 I, and, I, and I do agree with Aaron that there is there's truth to the shaming on the for people who don't get vaccinated. I think there is truth to that. Of course there is. And, and also and, and also not, and you know, are, he, knew that, he knew that going in, a, in into it. Sure. That's why he lied about it. A hundred percent. Now, you and I aren't those people. We've said all along, dude, if you don't get the vaccine, you don't get the vaccine, whatever. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm also not. I'm also just of the team team shame athletes who don't don't do it because then how much you really care about your sport, how much you really care about your team, how much you really care about winning winning football games. And that's a fair point. That's and totally it's, and fair it's point. Just, and honestly, it's the same thing as Henry Ruggs, and it's the same thing. Or whatever. If you if you make terrible decisions that that costs you football games, like you're not thinking you, you're the, the claim of I'm all about this team. I'm all about my locker room. I'm all about my teammates. Well, you're not, you're not. Now he said that they did know that everybody knew on the Packers, all his teammates, everybody in the organization, which, which is fine, but. So now they're, they're also going along with the lie since you're like standing on the sideline without a mask on. So everybody's just like, Aaron's not vaccinated, but we're going to pretend he is. Look, and, and he, but and, but here's the thing: he's questioning some of the protocol of the process for COVID, which I think is also fair, though. Sure, but we we have talked about it before. What like the rules? I mean, again, if Kyrie Irving played football, he'd be playing, right? Because sure. the only thing is, it's inside. The rules are ridiculous in in the the mandates the when guys are getting tested when they're not getting tested you're all allowed to roll around together and be in a huddle but then if you're on the sideline you have to have a mask on that's fine but that goes back to my point there's a ton of ridiculous rules in sports and there's a ton of ridiculous corporate policies in across the board in the world of business it, and it's fine, by the way. You don't have to ride or die with your law firm. You don't have to ride or die with your accounting company. But don't go out there and tell me how much you care about this locker room and how much you care about this football team and then lie on television about being vaccinated and then miss games because of it. Yeah, like I said, I, I, he's definitely, he definitely lied and he definitely doubled down He's a terrible teammate. It. He, he doubled down on it. And like I said, I firmly believe they win that game if they have him. Yeah. So you, you do hurt your team. And then where are we with the Rams losing? And then where are we? Like, you know, it's the difference. It, it, it could very well be the difference between a one seed, a buy and a not a buy in the playoffs. Look, I look, I overall, I like Aaron Rodgers and I've, I've made that clear. I think we, we've both 
liked him. And I, I think he is a smart guy. I think he, I, I'm not throwing everything out for years of what I would say evidence. And I think he is a smart guy. I think he's well thought. I think he made some bad decisions for sure. I love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback and I loved Aaron Rodgers as a person. And I am docking smart points based on some of the things he said. And we might I used just, to th- I used to think he was a smart guy. And now I'm like, bro, just some of just a couple of the things you're talking about just make me think that you're not smart. And, well, and honestly, the other thing the the whole entire, I mean, he got dunked on by a lot of people and deservedly. So it's like, imagine, imagine him walking back in the locker room this week and Matt LaFleur being like, all right, you had a week off, but we come back to play the Seahawks this week. And I was talking to your dermatologist about how we attack the four, three. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, me and a doctor have been doing research on how to best handle, you know, soft zone coverage. Aaron Rodgers would be like, get me a new coach immediately. But him and fucking whoever are doing their research on COVID-19, like, dude, you're embarrassing yourself. Well, look, everyone's going to do everyone. I'm sure he has access to a lot of doctors, correct? Well, he should have mentioned them instead of mentioning Joe Rogan. You know, I think he's got access to a lot of people. And I think that at the end of the day, he did what he thought was best for himself, which is fine, but just be straight up about it, right? There's my major issue. Just, I, I, and, and I also think, I don't, I'm not sure he's not done lying. Just I, I, I looked, I looked and I'm allergic to these things. What are you allergic to? No, and I, get th- that. I think that's a fair question. I think, I think that's a fair question. Is he lying about being allergic to two of the vaccines? And Whatever. then, and then the Johnson and Johnson, he didn't take for the 11 days. It was off the market because it was causing blood clots in pregnant women over 35 years old or whatever. But he also has valid points on saying the pharmaceutical business. I've been, I've, I've hated the pharmaceutical business. You, you know, these are multi-billion dollar contracts. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there, there's validity to where this money is going and all that. Like, those are cool. again. Now making, tell me. Now tell me some valid points. Now tell me in the many games over the years where we've seen Aaron Rodgers play through injury, play battered up. Tell me. Like, here's the thing. I am all for it. I am all. I am like Aaron Rodgers is what he says he is. If I hear a statement from the team doctor being in like, yo, in this NFC championship game, he took a hit and we wanted to give him a quarter zone shot. And he was like, I don't know what's in that. But I have a feeling he didn't. I have a feeling he was like, yeah, hit me with that fucking quarter zone shot. And you're probably right. And that and that's a that's a fair point as far as hypocrisy goes. Look, look, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I think there, there's a you know, it was a 47 minute interview. There's a there's a lot of. There's a lot of talking points in there and you know, his point, which I'd quote tweeted is true. Like the point about like, you know, him, you know, what did he say? I'll I'll pull it up. He said, uh, what exactly did it say? What was his line? He said, uh, 
you know, again, there are takeaways for me when he says the right is going to champion me and the left is going to cancel me. I don't give a shit about either of them. Politics is a total sham. I'm not going on Fox News, just like I'm not going on CNN. Like, I agree with everything he said there. Yeah. And, the only and, problem is and the only see- problem with that is he. And of course, that's a that's a valid statement for anybody with common sense. But he opened the thing saying, I know I'm in the woke mobs crosshairs. So, well, you now you you do care about it because you're t- picking that one side and saying, I know that they're coming after me. It's like, why are you even thinking about that? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I mean, we, we live in a crazy you're town. In, that- you're in the crosshairs of people who think that you're a dick for lying. You're in the crosshairs of Packers fans and gamblers who are like, dude, you're missing this game because you're lying. Like I, I, I know I've been accused of being in the fucking woke mob, and I've also been accused of being a fascist Trumper by you know the variety of people who listen to this show. But like, I'm not in the woke mob. I just think you embarrassed yourself by lying, not owning it, missing a game, pretending to be vaccinated, uh, uh, mentioning fucking Joe Rogan, like. Like, what are you doing? Well, look, I, I think those are all fair points. And I agree that he shouldn't have lied and that he cost his team a game. And it's very selfish. And it's not. It's not team. It's not a team friendly decision. Just just be honest. And, and he, you know, he can say all he wants. If I had a follow up question, you know, that's a that's a bullshit cop out. I agree. Come on, dude. You were asked it. You said immunized. First of all, no, uh, don't, that, I don't even care. You said, yeah. The question was, are you vaccinated and how do you feel it? Yeah, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Clip the quote after, yeah, you, that was where you lied. You know, I'm not an expert on this stuff, nor do I claim to be. And that's why, like, I, I, I don't, I know people are going to have different opinions on, you know, everything that's happened in the last two years. That's why I, I try not to go nuts either way. I, I know the decisions I've made for myself, right? I know it was important for me to, get vaccinated. Have I thought about risks and repercussions? Yeah. But like, you know, I, I made those decisions. Fine. If you don't want to do that, that's fine too. Um, but, but it, let it, me ask you something. You have, you have immunocompromised family. I do. Right. Correct. And, and the majority of your close family is vaccinated. Correct. What if you, what if, you guys all got together for Thanksgiving and somebody and you guys started going around and just being like, Hey, you know, like the conversation we've all had, you know, when I got the Johnson and Johnson, I felt like this, when I got the Moderna, I felt like this, how did you handle it? And, and then, you know, you go to one of your brothers and you're like, which one did you get? how did you feel? He's like, well, I didn't get any of those three. Well, what do you mean you didn't get one of those three? Well, I am actually not vaccinated, but I, you know, and I know I've been, acting like I am, but I am immunized. You'd be like, you're a motherfucker for making us all think that you were when there's somebody here who could be affected by the fact that you're not. Yeah, no, I would. Again, he's trying to claim that everyone knew on his team. Everyone didn't know because you were asked if you were vaccinated and you said, yeah. You know, regardless, it's definitely 
selfish to lie. It's not right to lie. And it affected your team ultimately, right? That's that's the bottom line here. Do we both agree they win that game if they have Aaron Rodgers? Yes. So, you know, to me, that's the big bottom line. Again, you don't have to get the vaccine, but you should have just said you didn't get the vaccine at the end of the day. Because that is going to be a huge loss. The Packers yeah, are Yeah, because then you're Cole Beasley and you're Kirk Cousins and you're whatever, and you just have to take it on the fucking chin. But you're not. You didn't want to be Cole Beasley. You want to be America's fucking sweetheart, everybody's favorite quarterback. You want to be fucking John Wick and the host of Jeopardy and all the things that you want to be. You want to be the, you know, the guy who goes on McAfee and tells it like it is until it comes out you're not. And then you're scrambling and and, and just grasping at what I, I believe are terrible talking points to justify why you did what you did. I would advise everybody to watch the full interview just to see everything he says because he goes on some long rants and that way you can hear it from his mouth, not, you know, headlines that always try to spin things their way. I, you know, I would just suggest everybody listen to it and, and Pat, let him speak and do his I mean, thing. Yeah. And Pat, Pat definitely let him do his thing. Well, when you, you know, but, but I defend Pat on that because it's like, Pat, if you watch Pat's show and I watch, I watch a fair amount of his show. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't try to get into politics and stuff. That's just not no, his but, thing. But also, you know, Pat is a pretty tell it like it is guy. When you go, when he says he doesn't lie, you go, man, they asked you if you're vaccinated. And the first word out of your mouth was, yeah. So I love you. And I don't want you to stop coming on for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, but make it make sense. How somebody asked you if you were vaccinated, you said, yeah, and you didn't lie. But I I don't think. I just, you know, he, Pat to me, isn't a like, he's not a confrontational person. I agree. That's just not his thing. Or how he wants to run his show. And, and, and which is why, which is why Aaron Rodgers does the interview there and not, you know, with whoever. Sure. But also Aaron can, I, I think, I think it's a better format for him anyway. I'd rather go on a long form, whatever show it is. I'd rather go on a long form podcast than a 10 to 15 minute interview clip, whether it's uh, an ESPN show or Fox sports or whatever. I mean, I mean, those things to me, that to me, those aren't real. Those quick interviews, whether it's sports or politics, I like, I, I don't get to learn about anyone. You know, when I, when I watch those things, that's, that's why I like, I don't, I don't watch any of that stuff. And, well, dare I, I say, dare I say, and I know you're, you might disagree with this. Dare I say Aaron Rodgers would have been better off with one of those. Cause I think the more he talked, the more suspect I became of Aaron Rodgers. I did not like how Aaron Rodgers came off in that interview. Okay. I was dis- I'm disappointed as an Aaron Rodgers stand that this is where we've gotten to Aaron Rodgers. And, and here's the thing. We did the whole story about Aaron Rodgers and his weirdness and all the stuff. You remember, remember like the stories that came out about, you know, how he was with teammates and the things he does like, 
And I used to think it was quirky and fun. And now I'm going like, oh, I think he might be more. I think he might be more like weird. No, I do. I, I still weird, like him. A lot. Even in the weirdness I, we said. Personally, I didn't take it that way. I watched the interview. Like I said, I think he says things I disagree with. He says some things I agree with. I, I took it as just, hey, he. this is his quote unquote side. Or he could be still lying about things. You know, there's a lot. We we, we live in a crazy time because there's so much going on and everything is so hyper politicized and and everything's so sensitive. And and it it was funny watching his interview play out because some things he did say are true. Like, I, I always think to myself, we live in a crazy time because both. Both sides on, on the two ends of the spectrum, they need each other, right? So for as much, like if you really think about it, and I don't think people think about this. If you really think about it, all the people who bitch about woke culture, they need that for their existence and their platform. And that's of course the truth. They do. And, and vice versa. Of course. The, the wokes, you, you know, the Clay Travis needs Jamel Hill and vice versa. Jamel Hill needs Clay Travis. And this business, and I don't know how you could look at it financially. I mean, I'd almost argue the woke versus non-woke culture is like a multi-billion dollar business at this point through podcasting, through TV. Yeah, that's obvious. I mean, CNN and, and Fox News alone. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think people think about that a lot of times. Like you need each other, you know, and and you see it play out. And that's what's kind of funny to me is that... uh Everybody wants to pin you into one area where a lot of times it's free flowing, but I want to change this subject real quick here, Joe. I I just want to say I'm looking right now uh, and I'm happy to announce this. We officially have our own analytics guy for dirty sports. Great. And this is great. I'm going to share this with you as well. So longtime dirt ball, Tyler Hawkins, who goes shout out to Tyler. He goes to uh, Miami of Ohio. I've met him. And uh, he, he's getting his master's in, in this area of sports analytics. And he's already compiled stuff for us. And he just texted me and sent me some great info that you and I are going to have access to. So we have our own dirty sports analytics. And, and he sent me the thing, looking at future predictions to win the playoffs or winning the playoffs, make the Super Bowl, future projected records. of every. He has every team on here. He's got great uh, in-depth analysis of week nine quarterback leaders, rushing, receiving. That's great. So uh, I'd love to hear what he thought about the Rams kicking a field goal to make it nine points. Yeah, I don't see that here, but he, according to his analysis, and again, this is all how he factors things in, it's really close for Super Bowl winning odds. He has the top two is the Cardinals and Titans. Well, they're the one seeds. Yeah. And and in and in the recent history, you get a bye. Obviously, this is the first year or the second year, right? That they're doing seven teams. I always forget. Whatever it is. But in the last 10 years or whatever, you get a bye, you have a lot better chances of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm going to share this with you right now. So shout out to Tyler on this. This is actually really cool. He has the, uh, 
different projections of each team's record and um, the QB efficiency rating, all this stuff. This is this is actually uh, this is really cool. And you know me, I, I'm starting to really like this stuff. And and stats don't always mean everything, but they do tell a huge story as far as how everything plays out. What are some of the other takeaways we have from, from this week? From week nine. Let me see if there's any I missed. Well, first of all, the uh, you know the his Tyler's analytic projections that have the Titans up there. I think a lot of people prior to a Bills Jags game might have been like, "Well, the Bills are the team." What like? How is that like that? The Cowboys game, the Bills game, and the Cardinals Niners game. I just I just cannot make sense of them. Yeah, all happening like any given Sunday happens happens any given sunday the 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 broncos kick a game winning field goal and beat the cowboys okay they beat the shit out of them yeah any given sunday colt mccoy comes off the bench and wins the game they beat the shit out of them in san francisco the, 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 the niners didn't have a weren't in that game for a second any given sunday you know you play a bills jags game and there's a bunch of you know, points scored and there's a backdoor cover and what I mean, nine six or whatever it was. Yeah, they can't score. They just can't score in that game. The Bills, you know, they they haven't looked good. I mean, we got to talk about the man and curse. Man curse is the strongest thing I've ever seen. I mean, this makes Andy Ruther curse look like fucking. Oh my god, Disney voodoo. So here's like, the man and curse. It is real. All these QBs or players players lose the next week. Every single one of these players who's come on the Manning cast has lost the next week. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Gronk, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, all of them have lost the next week after going on the Manning Monday Night Football broadcast. And I mean, we even joked that I was like, oh, well, that that's over. Josh Allen's not losing to the Jaguars. Uh, actually, he is. And he's going to turn the ball over three times. He's going to have scored no touchdowns. Will they address it? On, are they doing tonight's broadcast? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. They have but to address it. They have to address it at this point. I just, I'd assume, uh, I think they're doing it, aren't they? Let me I see. I don't know. That is a crazy curse. Because uh, what's crazy about it is all those guys I named, most of them are going to be Hall of Famers. And all on team, all in situations where you wouldn't think, again, any given Sunday, but like, to the Jags, yeah, and, and and these games were like you like you said they weren't a field goal or a late touchdown. These were just bad games. For like this was a full game of losing. What NFL team are you confident wins a single playoff game? 
you know, I had Rams going in to last night. I, you know, I still, I don't know. I, you know, I still have confidence in the Rams, but then again, it got to be at home. That's the crazy yeah. part. You're saying they got beat at home. Well, I'm saying if they're not at home in the playoffs. Yeah, right? but also they lost the fucking home game yet last True. night. I mean, right now, the Rams would play the Cowboys on the road. I'd have confidence in the Rams in that one. I'd have good confidence in them. You have confidence. Would you have confidence in Green Bay, provided it's Aaron Rodgers over an Atlanta team? Yes. I'd have full confidence in that. I mean, it's crazy right now that the eight seed in the NFC is the four and five Carolina Panthers, that they are right there. And, and they look terrible. And Seattle By the way. and San Francisco. Dude. I'd argue this. I'd argue every team below the Rams in the NFC is a bad football team. Whoa, whoa, New Orleans, whoa. Atlanta, Carolina, Minnesota, oh. Seattle, San Francisco, oh, okay. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Rams. Those are the top five seeds. I have no faith in New Orleans doing anything. No. I have no faith in Atlanta, Carolina, Minnesota, Seattle, San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia. Carolina's bad for the record. Like, like th their defense will keep them somewhat in games. Uh, Sam Darnold is just, he is who we thought he was. The Patriots are sneaking up, man. They're not really sneaking up. They're there. Yeah. And if their defense. Patriots are in the playoffs today and would be on the road in Baltimore. Do we? Anything is possible. I mean, I have I have no strong confidence in the Ravens at home against the Bill Belichick team. No, I, I would actually that, I would take the I would take the uh right now I would take the Patriots in that game. I have no confidence in a Buffalo Vegas matchup of either of them winning. I have no at this point, Chargers Pittsburgh is also a fucking coin flip in a playoff game. Dude, I'm telling you, the Chiefs are hanging around at eight. The Chiefs are going to get in the playoffs. They have to start scoring, though. I mean, but they're going to get in. I feel like, I feel like they're going to get in. They have Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders. I mean, their their schedule is not easy down the stretch. No. Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. That's what I'm saying. That's a tough schedule. Does every single one of those teams have a winning record? Right. So those are no gimme games. It's a tough year, man. I mean, imagine yesterday. I was looking at, I already got knocked out. I was looking at my survivor pool. The amount of people who had either Dallas or Buffalo. Or Buffalo. Yeah. My survivor pool is a two strike league. And still most people are out because of yesterday. Buffalo, Dallas. I survived yesterday. My strike two with the Colts over the Jets. Ooh. 
I was just yeah. like, no way the Jets win two straight games. Uh, yeah, that's a smart approach. I like that. Yeah, man, this, you know, I, I was, I remember saying how tough last year was and like anything could happen this year is even more, more so we're, we're going to end up with a, we could end up with a wild Super Bowl of two teams you didn't expect. Yeah. I do like, I don't know. I was going to say, I do like two teams from the, Do, do we get two teams from the AFC North and from the AFC West? Is that can that mathematically happen? Yeah. Isn't it two teams from the AFC North and two teams from the AFC West in right now? Aren't yes. the Chargers and Raiders, Pittsburgh and Ravens all in? Yes. I think this 17 game it really throws a wrench in it. Cause we don't know that it yeah. that just, that I hate one, it. I got to say, I hate it. That one extra game. There was a huge wrinkle in everything. Well, a lot to happen, a lot to, a lot of emotions involved. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of fans out there, especially ones in Cincinnati after that great start that are, that are heartbroken. So I recommend to any fan that needs some therapy or needs to fix their mental health to go on talkspace.com, Joe, because nothing is more important than keeping a good well, well-being. That's not that's not how I work. Keeping yeah, a good mental well-being. Mental well-being. That's that's how I want to work. We're talking right? to you, Packers, Bengals, NFC East fans. <laughs> Jets fans, get yourself in there. Right? Yeah. It's important. You know, I therapy, obviously, I've always been a huge advocate of therapy. The last few years I've talked about it. Talkspace is great because you can have access to a licensed therapist 24-7. And if you guys need to talk with somebody, whether it's about life, family, relationships, your team losing, Talkspace has thousands that's right i and i say thousands of licensed therapists available to match with you you can send and receive unlimited messages 24 7 with your dedicated therapist in the app you can also schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere so if you feel like your mental health has been stuck on the sidelines see what they did there talkspace is here to help Match with the licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code DIRTY. It's a really good deal, guys, because this stuff is not cheap. That's $100 off when you use code DIRTY at Talkspace.com. Okay. Time for a big discussion about college football. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Shout out to our our Reddit for one for rebumping our should the dirty sports talk college sports poll. Did, did they? I'm pulling it up. Did they rebump it? Yeah. Let me. I see. wish I watched a little college football this weekend because our friend Eddie Ift, big Pitt Panthers fan. Really? Yeah. You know his dad's a big Pitt. Panthers booster. 
he's got a lot of history with the Pitt football team. He he really needed to watch that Duke Pitt game this oh, week. Oh boy, he really likes that Kenny Pickett. I mean, I obviously with with Cincinnati in the discussion, I, I've been paying attention, and game day was here. Which shout out to the game day crew for coming to my high school Friday night. You love to see it. This is my life. How did now. you not go to? I, I honestly, I question everything I know about Andy. How did you not go to game day with a sign, like a Harambe sign? Like, who are you anymore? Dude, it was too early. I'm an old man. Yeah, I didn't go, but the crew, the crew was at St. Xavier High School watching our our St. Xavier Bombers crush Elder in a playoff game. I was there with two of my brothers, and uh, Herb Street, Reese Davis, and Desmond Howard were all there. They were tweeting it out, which was fun. Obviously, Herb Street's son, as I've said, is a freshman at my high school. So that's probably the main reason they were there. And he, does he play? I Here's what I heard. I, I, I have... Uh, I should maybe tread lightly. Actually, who cares? I I know someone very closely who coaches... On the okay. freshman team. Okay. Said he'd be very surprised if he pans out as a quarterback. Okay. Which was funny to me because I said, wait a second. You don't know if this is going to work out as a quarterback. Kirk Herbstreet literally bought a second place in Cincinnati just so his kid could go here to play quarterback. Well, so, you could buy all the houses you want. It doesn't make you able to throw the ball and whatever. And honestly... His dad's not around that much. So my point, yeah, well, my point, though, kind of was like, you, you made a big family decision on the arm of your kid who it sounds like might not have the arm to be a quarterback. We'll see. Gotta, I mean, he's got to get him in that Manning passing camp. Yeah, right. I mean, every the Manning, time they talk about Manning passing camp on the Manning cast, like they're like, Remember that? Remember that one year where it was you, uh, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Patrick Mahomes. Me, it's like, geez, if you hadn't, if you, like, what are your chances of being in the Hall of Fame in the next twenty years if you didn't attend the Mass- Manning Passing Camp? What's the history behind the Manning Passing Academy? Because every name has gone through that. Yeah, and they have video evidence. Yeah, and they have stories. I mean. Josh Allen, he went to Wyoming. Like, it's not like he was yeah. a highly recruited guy. It was the only place that gave him a D1 scholarship. But I think a lot of times it's after they play, right? Do they go through that yeah. before the draft? So at that point, they're prospects. I mean, that, that alone is its own podcast. Stories from Manning Passing Academy. Yeah, it is its own podcast. It's Monday night with the Mannings. It's the Manning <laughs> cast. You have 0% chance of winning. You have 0% chance of making the Hall of Fame in the next 25 years as a quarterback unless you attend the Manning passing camp. You also have a 0% chance of winning your next game if you attend <laughs> a podcast with the Mannings. It's yeah. a very del- Hanging out with the Mannings is a very delicate situation. It really is. Well, that can be a good segue talking about the Mannings into uh, something that I want to discuss briefly that was released on Thursday or Friday. 
Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! I gotta subscribe now. Dang on it! It was Dang free before. It. it was. I'm, I'm now. I sound like Peyton Manning on the Manning yeah. Cast. Damn it! The story is now only available for subscribers. Let me. It was. I thought it was pretty. Interesting. The Business Insider story. The business of sports. No, forget it. I'm not even going to open that. Can't no, this him. is this is Jordan. All right, well, this is the the highest earning athletes of all time. Oh, well, I've seen. I saw the tweets about it. Well, let me see. I but I thought it was interesting to see. Oh, fuckers! I thought if I went into a different browsing app, I could do it. I guess they have my IP address. Well, f that. Okay, that was going to be. I a mean, fun. Do, is it because you already looked at it? Yeah. Well, then I why might. don't I just pull it up? I mean, yeah. Michael Jordan's earned the most money, but I thought it was interesting to see uh, like I, some of these guys, I didn't know some of the business stuff they had, which I thought was interesting. Like, wow, this person made this much money. Who knew this person had this many other side business? It's fine. It's not like that interesting. I mean, it's the big names that we all would have thought, Jordan, LeBron, Tiger Woods. But I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know certain things. I didn't know Peyton Manning sold all his Papa John's right before the controversy with Papa John himself. Like there were some very smart business decisions on some of these guys. Yeah. My point is we shit on athletes a lot about, I feel, I feel there's so much negativity on, Oh, this athlete wastes his money. And this athlete, a lot of these guys are actually smart with their money and invest it correctly or in other business ventures that actually make a lot of money. That's all I wanted to say from that top and, and 10 I, of all time jordan tiger arnold palmer nicholas ronaldo mayweather lebron messi michael schumacher roger federer phil mickelson david beckham yeah like i was shocked i was shocked phil mickelson was up there it's all it's like the majority obviously obviously the majority of these guys money is not actually from playing the sport itself not from their athletic contract Yes. Or their or their winnings. Gordon Brand, Tiger, and all his thing, Nike, Arnold Palmer at this point, and Nicholas are guys who have merch, are designing golf courses, have entire tournaments. Ronaldo, probably the soccer guys and the boxers, probably more so than the other guys from their from their actual paychecks, but even then. I mean, the boxers, I would say Mayweather, I would bet anything may the number, the, the percentage of the actual earnings that came from participating in the sport, probably Mayweather, probably the highest, right? Yeah, I'd assume so. But that's, what's crazy is, is you look at some of these guys who invested their money into things that played out like, and he's not on this list, but like, I know like. Roger Staubach. Obviously, they didn't make that much money back then, but he took what he made and he's made like hundreds of millions of dollars, I think, in, in real estate or something along those lines. It's just, yeah. it's, it's interesting to see once you have money, you can really get it back tenfold if you don't waste it on stupid things. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like cars and houses. So don't do that, guys. 
don't don't I look be forward to i look forward we just talked about rogers Staubach. i look forward to rogers aaron rogers being on this list in a couple of years from this big ivermectin investments saw that coming saw it coming i did find myself looking up all the all things about that because you hear you hear a lot well that's a whole that's a whole other conversation within that conversation of what but that's Enough, that's a, something that's truly been politicized, but sure. But but you know, hasn't everything at this point? Yeah. But uh, but I, again, I, but again, it's one of those things. Like that's that's a great example of something where everybody's right and everybody's wrong simultaneously. Sure. I mean, I mean, I. You know, last night, first of all, I couldn't believe he said it. Like he talked about putting your foot in your mouth. I mean, Chris Collinsworth last night says Adrian Peterson is one of the really good guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he beat his four-year-old son like he was char- like, like he played guilty for beating his kid with a switch. And I'm not even comment like, like all I wrote was on Dirty Sports, the quote and says his kids disagree. Literally, like I, I just it's one response, but I see somebody writing weak. It's like what's weak. Me just saying that this to me, this is what I'm talking about. Like with his the kid's whole- pain tolerance. That's what's weak, Andy. Why is this kid even? Why are they even pressing charges? Back in my day, you know, we walked uphill to school both ways in the snow. He took a switch in the face. And he didn't complain about it. Weak. It's like it's like every every single person in history has ever been like pussy weak on the Internet is the softest person that has ever walked planet Earth. Like that's totally fair game to bring that up. What he did, like in Collinsworth, you don't even have to mention it. I don't care if you don't mention it, but yeah. you you can't go out of your way and be like he doubled down. It was like he's one of the really good guys. You're like what? He beat his kids. He let. I mean, he. One of the things he hurt the kids. Te- I don't even want to get into it. I, I was, I was, I forgot what he did. I'm like, I'm like his testicles. He had marks on his testicles. Yeah. Leave the balls out of it. That's all I'm saying. I have to bring up the stat from the other night that I saw. Did you see this during the Lakers game? I don't know which. So, <laughs> I don't know what stat you're talking about or which Lakers game. Saturday night Lakers game. They they, okay. they they get smoked by the Blazers. Right. The Lakers starting five scored 24 points combined. That's it's bad. tied. It's tied for the second fewest in a game since starters were listed on the box score. 70, wow. 71. Wow. I, I just thought like, how does the Lakers starting five, which in that game, I'll, I'll pull up their starting five. Their starting five was Bazemore, Davis, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley. Russell Westbrook was one of 13. Now, yeah. now Anthony Davis only played seven minutes still. 24 combined points. On I mean, that's a, it's a disastrous starting five. I, 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 don't, disastrous I don't like this five. team for the record. I, that's, the reason I'm bringing it up. I don't like this team. I don't like Russell Westbrook on this team. 
I don't, I, I, I said from the beginning, Russell Westbrook on this team doesn't make them any more legit contenders. All I think it does is, you know, give them potential where he can help them win a game in the middle of the year when, you know, LeBron is out or Anthony Davis is out, but you look at team, you look at a game where LeBron's out and Anthony Davis plays seven minutes, they get their ass kicked. So now it's the Blazers who are decent, but at the same time, the, the, the whole point of it to me, the whole point of the move. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was their whole point when they made the move. I think they thought that makes them better. But I think the, the only thing that makes sense to me is, is you get him because it helps you be a top four seed, even though maybe it doesn't get you any closer. And then, you know, you won it a couple of years ago on the, on the back of LeBron and Anthony Davis. So if you get them more rest and you get them a home series in the first round and you get them, whatever, then it helps you in that sense. But right now the Lakers, I think are, you know, out of the playoffs. Now we're 10 games into the season, but still. Yeah, this, this, I, I, I you know, this Lakers team, and at this point in LeBron James' career, you, you can't be an eight seed or a seven seed. You're not going to do it. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs right now. And it's 10 games in, but still. By the way, I did look up. You mentioned it earlier. Randy Ruther has gone dark. Randy Ruther on Twitter has not tweeted since November 4th. Is Randy I Ruther? Good, I think there's. I think there's a good chance Randy Ruther got so drunk during the Bengals blowout loss that he fried to death on a 120 degree Scottsdale street corner after not being able to make it back home. Wow, you have some really good insight into who Randy Ruther is. Yeah. <laughs> That's you've done some really good intel. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a who day? What, what, what is Randy Ruther always tweeting? Yeah. Can I get a who day? Can I get a who day? You know how I know. I'll, I'll say this about Cincinnati people. You know how I know they really don't care that much. They were running at during the Chiefs Packers game. I saw multiple advertisements. Saying tickets are still available for the Steelers games. The Steelers game, which is in three weeks. So that tells me, well, it will tells you a few things. They haven't sold out. The Bengals are still five and four. They haven't sold out the Steelers game in three weeks. And it also tells me those tickets will be bought by Steelers fans. Right. So looks like Cincinnati still hasn't uh, bought in, nor, nor do I blame them. Would you like to get to some dirtball calls? Yeah, why not? We haven't, what else we haven't, do we have? I don't know what else we have on the agenda. So I, that I works for me. I don't think we have anything else. And we haven't heard from the. Dirt balls in a while. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. And we got sports calls, non-sports calls. You guys know how we do it. We'll uh we'll mix it up. Let's uh let's start with the sports call. What's going on, boys? Kyle Arnofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Uh, calling in after a, a Jets loss. Uh, give me a sec. My dog is stuck in the woods. Up, oh, never mind. He got out. Good job, buddy. 
um, you know, we just, we just, in some people's minds, we got blown out by the, uh, by the Colts. Um, you know, we're down by a lot of points. It was a terrible game for the defense. But the Jets came back near the end with Josh Johnson. He threw for, uh, I think almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. I had, you know, the pick at the end that was deflected and picked off. But the reason the call is, really the reason that the Jets came back is that the Colts are playing that prevent defense. And is there anything in sports that continues to be done by teams that has been proven time and time again to not work? The prevent defense is such an abysmal strategy. When you're up by, you know, 20-something points, you, you think that's a lot, but two touchdowns and all of a sudden it's a different game. And the prevent defense for years, I remember, you know, Coughlin was, at least, you know, in New Jersey here, everyone always talked about how Coughlin was a prevent defense stand. And it's just, it's one of those things. Is there anything else in sports that has been proven time and time again to not work that people are so stubborn that they keep running it? That's it. Condoms are for Carson Wentz. Because you and I have talked about this a lot, actually. Yes. I, I hate it, too. And, and, and that was a game... I, here's here's the thing, because I'm not a I'm certainly not a prevent defense stand, and I I would say I'm a prevent defense critic more than anything. But I the one thing I will say is I actually I actually approve of playing the prevent defense when there's eight minutes left to go in the game and you're up twenty points, because then it's let's make let's even let's give up touchdowns, but let's give up touchdowns slowly. That's a totally different thing from what I think, which is when you're down, you know, when the other team has 40 seconds to go the length of the field and you play the prevent defense to try to keep them from scoring one touchdown. It's like, dude, when, when the game is one possession, you've gotten yourself to this position by playing like, don't change anything. Now I hate the, Let's let them get chunk plays, but just don't let them score. Because in the end, all you need is them to get down to the 30 or even the 40. And then one guy make one mistake and then it's a touchdown. Whereas when you're up 20 with eight minutes to go, it's like, cool. If they score a touchdown here and it takes them four minutes, the our percent chances of winning this game just went up, you know, 35% or whatever. Like it's, I, I I always think it's only a strategy when it's literally you versus the clock. Yeah. This like, let's play the prevent defense with a minute to go and hope they don't score the one touchdown is the dumbest shit ever. So I agree and disagree simultaneously. Like in this Jets game, it works. Well, they were 42 to 16. And they're playing a game against the clock. And they are, but then they get it down to like, let me put it this way. It's, it's 45 30. The Jets, if I remember correctly, get within like the 15 yard line with like a minute to go. If they score there and get an onside kick, all I'm saying is you're like, holy shit. Suddenly they can tie this game after being up. But also suddenly they lose the game by 15 points. They do. I hate it. I hate prevent. I've always hated it. I don't get it. It's 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 a terrible defense. I, I've I've never liked it. 
Okay, we we can continue. We'll continue with a Colts theme with the Colts question. What's up, boys? Greg Feldman, Utah Dirtball. Uh, also a fucking Colts fan. It's been a rough season, as you can tell. Quick question here. Who would you rather have starting quarterback for the Colts right now in their season? Uh, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston healthy, or Kirk Cousins? Honestly, I don't fucking know, but I just hope, I don't know, I think Carson Wentz needs to die in a fucking house fire or some shit. But, Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, stay dirty and uh, condom before Sam Kipley. Good boys. Coming in hot, Greg. I think Carson Wentz at this point is essentially Jameis Winston. Like, I don't think that, I think those guys are remarkably similar. And by the way, I'd I'd rather rather have both of them than Kirk Cousins. Wow, you would. I think Kirk Cousins is so unbelievably mediocre that Kirk Cousins' ceiling isn't anywhere near Carson Wentz's and Jameis Winston's ceilings. I mean, we've seen Carson Wentz's ceiling is he was on his way to the MVP when he got hurt. Yes, Jameis Winston is a turnover machine. No one would argue that Joe Prano is in any way a Jameis Winston fan. But Jameis Winston, you know, through for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I just think athletically, arm-wise, mobility, big playability, you have Jameis Winston. And then the floor, yeah. You, we, I mean, we have the huge sack games by Kirk Cousins. We have the huge turnover games by Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is so unbelievably mediocre that's a tough one that's a tough one for me I wouldn't want Jameis cross him off my list so just get rid of him has Carson Wentz won a playoff game no not Personally, right? Maybe not. And Kirk Cousins has won one. So I would put it down to those two guys. I I, I would want to. Um, I probably might lean towards Carson Wentz, I guess. But yeah, I mean, none of them are good options. No. Can I take fucking Josh Johnson? Can I take uh, Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah. Well, time to review a few things here and their ball calls. We're going back because a few people have called about some things we've discussed we have uh a frustrated call about someone 
some a long time dirt ball, you, you know, Coop Meyer calling. He was not happy. He saw a line in front of a Costco gas station and he was calling to vent. And you know what? Dirty sports is a good place to vent. So let's hear it out. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Dirty Sports? Captain Coop calling in. Sorry, I'm on the road. If it's a little bit of a, too much noise or anything. I just had to give another Costco update. It's six o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm heading down to beautiful Huntington Beach. Go catch some surf. Good combo as well. What, what? RIP, Coop to Comedy. Anyways, it's six in the fucking morning, and the Costco gas parking lot is packed. And by packed, I mean the line is wrapped around the Costco parking lot and bleeding back out onto the main street. People are waiting for fucking, I don't even know how long, but it's six o'clock in the goddamn morning on a beautiful Friday, and they're in line for gas. Not because they have to be, because they choose to be, because they are assholes. What amount of money are you saving at Costco Gas over any other gas station, I'll tell you what, the gas is high in California. I get that. It, I saw places that were almost $5 yesterday driving around. I paid 405 at a local gas station, maybe a mile from Costco. I don't know what Costco's prices are, but better be getting a blowjob at the pump. This is bullshit. Hey, dirty boy. Condoms are for Costco motherfucking people. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't got to you don't got to throw everybody. Cost condoms are for Costco people. Uh it's about I've been to Costco twice recently. It's it's about like 30 to 33 cents cheaper. But but I'll say this. I and we I think we've both agreed on this. I don't I don't go out of my way. Like I filled up there a couple of weeks ago cuz I was low and I was at Costco and I thought, "Oh, this is great. 30 I save about 33 cents." But yeah, I'm not going out of my way. Also, the Costco I go to, there's never a line. I've n- I couldn't tell you last time I actually waited at all. I pull right up. It, the thing about those is like, let's say it's thirty three cents cheaper, right? So let's say you fill your tank. Let's let's say you need ten gallons of gas or twelve gallons of gas. We're talking about three to four dollars, right? Sure. Do you think if you're somebody out in that street that is waiting, you're wrapped into the street. Do you think if somebody came up to your window, like an in and out fucking lady and was like, Hey, I'm from Costco platinum. And we're doing a special deal today where if you give me $4 cash right now, we actually move you to the front of the line. They would do it. Yeah. And it's like, well then just go to a fucking regular gas station. <laughs> My thing with it, like, you know, I, I, I'm not against saving money and I'm not against, you know, using your membership points and I'm not against uh, whatever, you know, you get, you get fucking, you know, bonus percentage kickback or whatever. But like when we, you know, well, I learned we something. Were, By the way, I learned something Venice. on that. I learned something okay. on that real quick. Sorry to cut you off. You you don't the, get points for gas. No, Costco. I just learned this. The gas you buy does not go towards if you have like I have an executive member where I get two percent back. Everything I buy over a twelve month period, I get two percent back up to a thousand dollars. Meaning they're not going to give me a cash check more than a thousand dollars and by the way it goes towards buying it goes it's not cash it goes towards cost purchases correct so gas not included gas is not included okay that's fine my point is this you remember we lived when we lived in venice it was a great ice cream place on abikini salt and straw ice cream's really good like undeniably good but you go by and sometimes there's a line down the block yeah I would literally never stand in that line. But 
if I was driving by and I could eat ice cream and there was zero line, I'd be like, I'm going to go get some fucking ice cream in no line. So I understand going to Costco gas, but I do not understand waiting in line for it. I think Costco has done a brilliant job through psychologically messing with people because I, I think people, for some reason, that's, that's, that's the universal thing is, is cheap gas. And if you know where a cheap gas station is, the one I, the cheapest by us where we both used to live off of Abbott Kinney and Washington Boulevard, the one I used to always go to. Right. But that was garbage gas. That was my problem with that, that gas. It was I'm definitely pretty sure garbage. Was, pretty sure it was the Coors Light of gas. It was definitely garbage gas. And I uh, I would fill up, but it would always be insanely packed. So I'd always fill up like 10 o'clock or later at night because no yeah. one would be there. But it was the same thing where word has spread. If you're a gas station owner, that's the key. Just make it a few cents cheaper. People go nuts over that stuff. And, yeah, and or they, be one of those scumbags who promotes the price and then you get there and that was like just the cash price. And the credit price is like a whole other fucking thing. Cause I don't think people do the math. Like you're saying at the end of the day, dude, I'm a, I'm such a convenience over savings person. I used to use, and I can't believe it's not a thing anymore. I'm sure they've replaced it with some other company, but there used to be a company called purple that would come fill my gas for me, wherever my car was. And it cost me like 10 cents extra a gallon. And I was like, all day. I don't even have to go to a gas station. I would go coach baseball and somebody would come fill my gas up. I didn't, I I would just leave the gas tank unlocked. That's funny. All right. I want to follow up. This would probably be the last discussion we have on toenail gate within the Ruther family. My my brother. Oh, I got a shout out my boy, but yeah, go pull it up. My brother. As I've said, he took my deceased father's toenail clippers, which you and I both agreed is repulsive and gross. And also a new toenail clipper is only $2.30 at Walgreens. And we put on a Twitter poll on on Reddit about it. I'm sorry, uh, a Reddit poll. This is gross. It seemed like a lot of dirtballs did not think it's gross. And uh, we have a follow-up call. The, the original, I think, one of the original callers about it. I actually had another point that I forgot for a second. Um, but wh- who the fuck are you that you guys aren't washing your toenail clippers? Like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. There, there, there's two points to this call. I'm going to play them both. I actually play the second one. Hey, this is Peter calling again. Um, first of all, thanks, Joe. Uh, I appreciate it, but I do actually have toenail clippers. Um, All right, we got to go back. I think Peter, I think you Jesus said you Christ. you would send Venmo to anybody who needs $2.30. So now he's calling to rebut that. Okay. And like, I've had them for damn near a decade. Like, and to my point, they're the ones that I took when I moved out for my year of college. Um, and... <laughs> That doesn't make it look good. But anyway, like when I moved out, when I moved out, I took those with me and like I've had them ever since. Like the worst part about all of it, Andy, is that your brother is a 40 year old man who like needed toenail clippers. 
that's a little fucking weird that like you needed toenail clippers and you just like order it on Amazon at that second. Like that's a little weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was it. Just yeah. So, so, so hold on. I'm going to finish so then, up. And then he's got his follow-up, right? Yeah. This is the follow-up. I'll just go midway through. Like, how are you like, oh, toenail clippers are so disgusting. Like, you wash them every few times. Who are you that don't wash it? Like, do you, do you have to have your own cup because you don't wash fucking dishes? Like, clean things. Like, use rubbing alcohol and, like, clean things like a grown-up. But, yeah, that was my other point. Peter. What is going on here? Peter? I love that Peter is stealing his family toenail clippers when he moves out to college. But he also, like an old timey barber, keeps a jar full of fucking rubbing mint, alcohol, mint green rubbing alcohol for his various metal clipping shears and toenail like. Who has the who what? has the antibacterial like doctor jar on the thing? Some girls like, hey man, get a condom. He's like, whoa, 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 those are this, no, those aren't over there. Hey, just, just don't that rubbing alcohol on your dick before we have sex. Peter, what are you doing? And then he, Peter's left so many calls. I mean, I, 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 here's, listen to this. Talk about you know, I, I'm convenience over money guy, but like. Do the math in the long run. It's got to be more expensive to clean your toenail clippers with rubbing alcohol than it does to throw them into the fucking fire and buy $2.30 new ones the second that you think that they might be dirty. He left another call, too. If I ever looked at them and I was like, these toenail clippers are dirty, I would throw Also, like through the years, like I don't think I've ever bought toenail clippers. I think I just have 10 of them. From like various like oh you get a you get a razor kit and it gives you like the whole fucking sure, but I have to shout out my boy Jacob Hansen, who is one of my favorite dirt balls. He he regularly sends me like money in Venmo, and it'll always be like it's Miller time. Like I would say I would say quarterly, I get a a Venmo donation from Jacob. Well, this time he took the usual, his usual donation and he added $2.30 and he put Miller and toenail clippers. Unreal. Perfect. Well, he left another call Peter did about, or we, I, I've lost track. This was like a month ago. How you guys probably already used those. I think we discussed that. Like, those were probably the same ones, and they're not that you used growing up because your dad probably used the same ones on you and your brothers that he. Did. I mean, the same one, like they're not. What is happening in Peter's house? Yeah, where he every every six months he breaks out the silver polish and does all his silverware and candlesticks and toenail clippers so that he can keep the family heirlooms going for forty years of family toenail clipping. <laughs> Dude, at some point that little knob gets like, oh my god! I mean, maybe it's just that I have gigantic feet and therefore gigantic toenails, but eventually the whole thing just snaps in half, and I have to get a new one. Yeah, it's and I don't buy a new one because there's just a new one there. And by the way, I don't, I don't disagree, Peter, with your point. 
like my brother needed them. He should have just, yeah, I agree. He should have just ordered them or just walked into the nearest Also, CBS. I'm not sure he needed them. Like I'm, I'm thinking he was just like, yo, I only have one. I should get two. I think that should, I think this should be a thing now. I think the Ruthers should pass down. The weirdest part of this whole conversation clippers. ever is that he didn't just put them in his pocket and leave. I know. He was just like, I'm going to take these toenail clippers. Uh, I'm going to report you to the FBI. <laughs> As if I, I just found out my older brother is a serial killer. <laughs> As if I would have said, were there like- any signs that he had murdered 70 people and buried them in the Cincinnati woods? Well, yeah, there was the one time he announced in front of our family that he was taking our dead father's donut clippers. <laughs> oh, yeah. we You should have called us then. I mean, 100%. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, as if I would have noticed, right? As if I would have... The brother text is strong. It's like, especially since my parents passed away. It's been so strong. The five of us. Like it's out of control at times. I mean, it, like the brother text. My favorite f- thing I think about the Ruther brothers text, and I don't know this for sure, but I have an inkling, is that everybody's phone's got different fucking nicknames for all you. Like somebody's phone definitely has the Ruther's brother text, and it's like rug and cheese and nuts and butts, and you're like, who? What is all this? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's out of control. First of all, that text would be very incriminating, I'd assume, on, on a lot of us. But like the thought that he would have to announce it to everybody. And the only way to end this show is, is on a call, which I don't even remember. I just wrote in my note, how high is this dude? <laughs> so we'll play it out. Hey, how's it going, boys? Owen, uh, former Pennsylvania and now New Jersey dirtball. Uh, I have two things I want to go over here. Uh, one, uh, the tragic news of uh, Coach O. You hate to see a guy like that lose his job, but you got to, you know, call it back to when, you know, he said, you can fuck a gator, you can tackle a man. And also, I think there's a conspiracy going on here with uh, – Ruth was talking about his brother, uh, Elliot. Do you think that um, he was the Uber driver that Andy referred to a few episodes back where he's saying, the Raiders are in Vegas now and all that fun stuff? Because, you know, that guy definitely doesn't know about the uh, invisible first down line. So, (laughs) or not the invisible, you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) the the first down line on the field. But uh, it's everything. Uh, Condoms are for, (laughs) I had it and I lost it. Damn it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, that's, that's everything. Stay dirty. What, what is going on there? <laughs> that's a great <laughs> call. That's a great that? call. That's a classic dirtball call. And, and he's like doing a callback to like the, the Lyft driver that I mentioned two months ago. Uh, 310-359-8365. If you... Uh, Want to leave a call? We're here, guys, and uh, you guys never cease to amaze me. You really don't. Pretty funny.
I don't even know what to say about that call. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I mean, I got, I got where I got his points. Yeah. Classic dirt ball. I don't there. I don't think there's supposed to be any follow-up from us, but I got his point. No, I have again, forgetting the condoms are for just pausing awkward. He's like, I had it and I lost it. And then 20 seconds of silence. He's like, yeah, that's it. Um, it's not coming back to me, dude. It all, it all goes back to, we've joked about this. The dirt balls feel this weird pressure when they call. Yeah. yeah. And then they call back like, don't play that one. Ruther. I messed <laughs> up. <laughs> Which I love. Take, it, so take a page from Michael Magid and uh, type it out and put it on a teleprompter. <laughs> or the or the dude who had the script. Where <laughs> yeah, where you could hear the pages flipping, ruffling through the next page. Magid at least is smart enough to be using the notes app on his phone. <laughs> He's got bullet points. Magic puts more effort into our calls than any audition in LA. Than Magic goes, Magic, Magic's like taking notes at the game on his notes app so that he can go back and like read his in the moment thoughts. <laughs> Did you see somebody who had beef with like the nachos post on Twitter? No, no. Oh my God. It was ridiculous. Like for some reason, somebody posted, I don't, I think it might've been even in response to, no, it was, I think you tweeted the picture of, Magid that Magid sent from the game, and the guy was like, "Oh, uh, I guess you're saying that you're gonna dump nachos on the guy in front of you." And it was like, "No, we're saying Michael Majid is a lunatic who eats nachos out of a helmet at every sporting event he goes to." But of course, the internet, like people, have beef with literally everything. Uh, this is the response I have it right here. Is it enjoy the helmet nachos? Question mark. Is in someone else pouring nachos on his head. Wow, what times we live in. That's why I went. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, double exclamation point after that. That's why when I see people getting they ass beat at every stadium, I find it funny as fuck. And Aaron Hernandez, number 81, was innocent, by the way. What? Yeah. This is just a troll. <laughs> And to that guy, I say, yo, fool. Unbelievable. I do like the idea. I think Stango put this out there of magic reviewing every stadium in America for us. I love it. Just send them on a tour. I love it. Joe, where can the dirtball see you live this week? Tomorrow night and Wednesday night, I will be at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. Working with Eddie Ift, shout out to the dirt balls, including number one verified dirt ball John Smith, who made it to the Dead Crow in Wilmington, North Carolina this past weekend. Those were some fun shows. Uh, it was great to meet John after all these years, and it's always great. And and shout out to all the other dirt balls who I met this weekend. And I hope to meet some of you guys tomorrow and Wednesday at Off the Hook in Naples. If you're in the Naples, Florida area and you play golf, hit me up because I'm going to be golfing the next couple of days. Let's let's hit the links together. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you're one of the 
if you're if you're if there's any possibility that we have dirt balls who live in Key West or any of the Florida Keys for that matter, we will be at Key West Comedy again with Eddie. Uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Florida. Come see me. Go to JoePrainer.com, adding shows all the time. And follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I remain. Fix your life. All right, guys. You know, you can find us at The Dirty Sports. And if you leave a podcast review, I will send you koozies. I'm getting a bunch out this week. So leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review, and I'll send you two free koozies in the mail. All right. That is our show for today. Thanks for all the calls, all the comments all the humor that you guys give us through your ridiculous questions or phone calls. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll be back in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.